Hello everyone and welcome to our podcast. We're two bros chatting about what's going on in pop culture and entertainment or what we find interesting. What we do is take a topic of interest and we put it under the broscope, hence the name, and we dissect it and break it down to a, to get a better understanding of what's going on. My name is Adrian and this is my bro. How's it going everyone? This is Eddie. <laughs> welcome to Broscope. Yeah, so relax, pop open a cold one and welcome to Broscope. Now is going to talk about what's going on in the headlines. So, bro, what did you hear? I heard many, many things, but first thing and foremost, I want to talk about Captain Marvel. Okay. I saw, no, I finally got to see it. It was uh, really high anticipated. So, my first, like, the barest uh, review I can give to you is a solid seven. What about mm-hmm. you? I want to say, like, a six. Okay. Like, I had high expectations, but. It just didn't meet him. Like, I, I agree and disagree with you on that. Um, the reason why is because I agree in the sense that, you know, yeah, there's some things I wanted to see and some things I was expecting, but like you said, I didn't meet him. But, and I disagree with you because I, I thought it was pretty cool. But yes, it did fall short on many things that we, I wish would have been different. <clears throat> yeah, so what I thought is like they just played it way too safe. Like, it was like a, a normal Marvel movie, which I really appreciated. Like, I really thought going into this, like, they were going to shove that feminism down our throats, which I'm okay with because Brie Larson's pretty dope. But it was just too plain. Like, everything they kind of teased, like, having young young Coulson. You barely saw him. True. I thought Coulson would have had a big role, and I thought they were going to play with him, like, having his little... And it seemed like he would have had a big role because they... They kind of teased him line the trailers, showing little images of him. So yeah. Kind of showed, and, and then even uh, Clark, Clark Gregg on his on his uh, social media, he was posting things that he was excited about, you know, coming back to the MCU. Mm-hmm. You know, he was big on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, you know, it's a TV show. But he was uh, all excited about coming back to the MCU, but... Nothing. It, yeah. I thought they were going to mess with his Captain America. He didn't really have many, I think, a full two sentences the entire movie, I think. Yeah, he literally showed up, said like a couple lines, like I don't even remember what he said. And it wasn't there for the entire movie, and then a little bit towards the end, and that's it. Yeah, so that was just a waste, and the whole relationship with him and the cat wasn't much either. Like, I thought they would have a more funnier... Nick Fury and the cat? Yeah, Nick Fury and the cat. I just thought they would have more funnier, like, interactions. Yeah, and the way they, how they teased it. No, I don't want to give too much away because we'll give a full, oh, yeah. full in-depth review, you know, later. Mm-hmm. On our... That episode is going to come up soon. We're going to post that separate. It's going to be a full in-depth review of Captain Marvel. Our with spoiler warning, just so you guys know, if you guys listen to it. But, yeah, I want, there's oh, a yeah, lot spoilers. more I wanted to see. There's <laughs> a lot more I definitely wanted to see. But I think it was okay as an introduction to the character, to the characters, you know, her history, her origins. It didn't, I think it was... Nice, solid. It was okay. Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't terrible. Not one of their best, but definitely not one of their worst. That's true. Like it was decent, but it was just. It served as a good filler before Endgame. Exactly, but I just which is what we're all. But for a Captain Marvel trailer, like for a Captain Marvel movie, I just wanted <clears throat> more. But we'll definitely talk about way in depth more about that in a review. Now, so speaking of Captain Marvel, though, what do you think of that Stanley tribute in the beginning? That broke my heart. That was hard to watch. It I, was. It just felt like full circle. Like he really is gone. He's gone, and how much he like done for all these movies, and not just the movies. You know, just the Marvel universe in general. Mm-hmm. And I think, but I think I really, really liked that tribute. It was really, really great. Well done, and it was a really great way to show re- respect and honor to Stanley. And then after, you know, they showed how it said at the end, "Thank you, Stan." You know, yeah, right before the movie started. Right before the movie started, it was great, great. I, I, it really tug, tugged my heartstrings. You know, I teared up a little bit, but it was tears of happiness. Cause it was tears, cause yeah, it like good. it was really good. Cause what he left us is pretty great, and I'm kind of, I want to see what they do with him in Endgame. Cause I know Ooh. Endgame and Far From Home are his last ones that he like officially recorded. But I think I find it way better that Far From Home, not like better, like in a better way that he's gone, but in Far From Home, that's his last cameo, cause he ends it with Spider Man. Yes, he began it with Spider-Man, the and he first ended, with and the now first he ends Spider it with, with Tobey Maguire. So that yeah. kind of makes it like, wow. Yeah. His original cameos, you know, with the original 
Hulk TV show, they don't count. You know, yeah, there's there was just but... nods, but like as far as like what the MCU became now, it's all thanks to the Sam Raimi Spider Man. You know, mm-hmm. they're the ones that kickstarted the superhero genre, how big it is now in movies. You know, yep. As far as for the Marvel side, DC had it established with their previous, you know, original Batman and Superman back in the day, but like as far as Marvel goes, this what that's beginning uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man's, and you know, it was great to see Stanley mm-hmm. in that one. And then, and like you said, his actual fr- last recorded cameo is Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Which can't wait. Because every Spider-Man movie is based <clears throat> off those previous Spider-Man movies. Oh, yeah. Like, everything. Like, they don't even try to change how he swings in the air and flies around. Oh, no. Like, every... Not. The cinematography has been the same since Spider-Man 1. Oh, yeah. Like, I kind of want him to change it up to get some new angles, but they just kept it the same. Mm-hmm. And he still lands in front of an American flag. <laughs> so, speaking of Stanley. I want. What are your top five Stanley cameos? So, it's going all from time. all time. Okay, from all, all time. time. Not oh. just okay. MCU. All time. All right, you're putting me on the spot. So, okay. So my first one is gonna be. Oh wait, are you naming from favorite to least okay. favorite, or from least favorite to? Oh, maybe you're right. I should go with my least favorite. Then. Okay. All right, my my least favorite, my top five, is from Captain uh, Captain America number one. Uh, when the, Captain America comes out and then he's like the general he's like okay. I thought he'd be taller <laughs> <laughs> okay like I just really like that one okay cause that one just felt I don't know I just felt like childish when I saw that I'm okay. just like holy crap Stan Lee and as a general I thought it was pretty funny okay um number four during the Age of Ultron party or well, uh, during the party when he got drunk for the door and he like when Thor was like, you shouldn't drink this because this is like way beyond you. He's like, just give it to me. I've been in the war. <laughs> that so was it funny. Was Omaha bitch blondie. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. They had a carry then, him out. Then his iconic line, Excelsior. Yeah, he was getting carried but out. But he was like slurring <laughs> too. That was perfect. The third one is uh, the Spider Verse. Ooh yes. When okay. he was just like, we used to be friends because that's like that's great. That brings it back to Spider Man oh, one. Yeah. That's that was great. And then my second one, I thought it was hilarious, is then Thor Ragnarok. When uh-huh. he comes out to cut Thor's hair. <laughs> and Thor's like, please, nice old man, don't cut my hair. My hands are not as stable as they used to, so don't move. Right? <laughs> and your number one favorite? Um, from Spider-Man 3. Oh, okay. I know a lot of people don't like that movie, but that cameo is really good and so inspiring. It's when um, Peter was like walking, I think, in New York. Yeah. And he looks at this billboard. Yes. And then... Um, no, I, I think fr- it was like one of those like... Moving uh, what, signs. Those moving signs that have like a, about but, news and stuff. But I think it was like it looked like it was in Times Square or something. Yeah. And I don't I remember so. what it said, but um, Stanley walks up next to him. He's like, "Huh? I guess one person can really make a difference." And then Peter looks at him. He's like, "Eh, enough said." Enough and walks said. away. I'm just like, another man, iconic line from that was just an iconic line. I don't know. It just enough resonated said. with me. Okay. That's coming from Stan Lee. He's like. Anybody can make a difference. So that's that's like, a really uh, Stanley thing to say. Mm-hmm. And especially with Spider-Man, because yeah. mm-hmm. I feel that encapsulates Spider-Man in total. Cause that's what because that's what Spider-Man is. You know, Spider-Man was his favorite hero of all. Yeah, you know, he's like a kid, and that's what everybody relates to. Because he loved all his creations, but his number one has always been Spider-Man. Exactly. So it's just I don't know. Everyone, I feel like everyone relates to Spider-Man more because he's so relatable. Which is why I think the Into the Spider-Verse cameo was even more heartfelt because by the time around the movie came out you know a couple weeks later i want to say what a week later or so it's when he passed away you know yeah because the movie came out at the beginning of december of last year and he died towards the end you know closer to his actual birthday and so you know when not watching that movie now and seeing that you know that cameo <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it like makes it hits hard deeper. You know, I did we watch were it friends. Last night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did. I just realized you I did watch it last night. Completely understand yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so my top five. You know, I'll tell you from my number five favorite is the one you said, Spider-Man Three. Yeah, it's iconic, iconic line, line. well delivered. You know, how he said, "No set." That was great. My number four is actually the Ant-Man cameo from the first Ant-Man when when a Carlos is doing his little explanation. Oh, Crazy. my God. <laughs> no, it's funny because yeah. Stan, Stan Lee saying it with Carlos's voice. That's that's That was hilarious to me. You know, it's funny. It's not a big of a cameo, but it's just hearing that I voice coming out. I want to mention one, but Stan. I'll mention when you're done because I don't know if it's on your list or not. But there's another one. Just, you know, it in, just hit me right in his now. Voice, in, you know, his, 
is Carlos, that's his name is Carlos, right? It's Carlos, yeah. Okay. His voice, you know, out of Stanley is just hilarious. <laughs> My number three is just because it's the first one in the MCU, it's the first Iron Man one. You know, Sony Sidewalks up behind him. You're looking good, half. <laughs> yeah. Surrounded by girls with the fight. It's the first ever in the MCU. You know, have to respect that cameo. That's my number three. Oh, I can see that, yeah. I my like number it. two is Into the Spider-Verse. How we just said, you know, everything we just said previously, that's the reason why it's my, my second favorite. Mm-hmm. And my number one all-favorite cameo, and it turns out, I just recently read, it was actually Stanley's favorite cameo that he did. The <laughs> really? De- the one in Deadpool. When he's the judge. In Deadpool. Was, That's what I was going to say. Oh, damn it. I totally forgot about that the one. DJ at the strip club. Oh, my God. That one was hilarious, you know. And Stanley said in an interview that was one of his favorite cameos to do because he got to spend time with girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yes, man. Those are my top five Stanley cameos. Yes, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good Yeah, if you wouldn't have said Deadpool, I would, I would have just brought it up because that was just really funny. That was a great one. Did he have one in the... Oh, he didn't have a cameo in Deadpool 2, huh? I think he was just on a poster. He wasn't? Yeah. See, now I'm about to rewatch Deadpool 2. Because I remember when Deadpool crashes into something, or like a poster, or the, the big billboard, I think he's on that billboard. See, now I have to or rewatch it. Or he's on a it. poster. I remember seeing him a poster I'm of him. I'm about to rewatch that. I, don't really I, I like his little mini cameo when they announced Deadpool 2. You know, in that little. Mini... <laughs> Shut up, Stan! Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Stanley! That one. That He's was like, funny. hey, nice suit. <laughs> that one was funny. That, that was, was a good one. They should have kept that in the movie. That would have been great. You know how he did his whole little Superman trying to change yeah. his phone booth? That was funny. <clears throat> so, what is the the reason for today's podcast? So, the so what we're putting under the bro scope today is what do you think about the state of the DC Universe right now and where they're going? Because oh, right now, I, I just don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And the shortest answer I can give you right now, it's a shit show. It really is. I'm just like... But, you know, they're slowly cleaning it up, little by little. Little by you know, little. You know, I think that whole cleanup, I would say it officially started with Aquaman. You know? I want to say it started with Wonder Woman. You think so? Yeah, because once Wonder Woman came out, then Aquaman came out next, right? Oh no, was it Wonder Woman and Justice League? It's Wonder Woman and Justice League. Yeah. Well, they had the idea with Wonder Woman. Yeah. That Wonder Woman movie was should have really kept great. going with the Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then after Justice League, that's when See, Justice League. They shouldn't have done so Justice many League. negative things. This that yeah. movie just didn't set up nothing. It wasn't a hundred percent horrible. It just it was just. Too just, much, too fast, too and they're soon. Not a good enough reason for them to join. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like we just need people. Hurry up, grab anybody. <laughs> exactly. It's just, and I, I didn't like Bruce Wayne's recruitment scene. Like the way how he recruited everybody it was just kind of like really. Like he shouldn't have like. I feel like that he shouldn't like have been so lenient with showing that he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like he should be Batman. Mm-hmm. He should have shown up. Yeah, Batman. and then Instead like, of like how he showed up to the Flash's little exactly, and then they could show more character development with him. Like, hey, like towards the end, maybe after all, everything went down, he showed them who he is because mm-hmm. now he he finally trusts them. And then, so like, well, that would have been a great scene. Like in the end, you know, when it's just him and Di- and was it Diana when they're you know in the that old mansion looking thing. And they're like, mm. oh, this would be the headquarters with six chairs, but room for more. That would have been great. If they would have done it with like them in their all suits, all suited up there, and then once he does and that, then he just, just turns around, you know. And he's like, "Why this place?" And it would have like, been a great home. comical scene. They could have done that, you know, since they added comedy to it. You know, yeah. where everybody knew who he was except Barry, and Barry's like, "Oh my God, you're Bruce Wayne!" <laughs> yeah, see, what? you know. And like yeah. everybody turns around, you really didn't know. That would have been a great way to play it off. You know, and I know a lot of people complain about the that Batman threw jokes in it. You know. Like that scene when when he Batman's on the floor, he's like, "I'm gonna feel that in the morning." I'm no, just like, there's something's definitely bleeding. You know that. You know people didn't like the fact that it was Batman cracking jokes. And I yeah, understand it because I understand, know, but like with Batman, he has to be really subtle with his jokes. Yes, like really subtle mm-hmm. for him to be effective. Um, but I like the Flash though. The whole pet cemetery thing was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> when Superman comes back, he's like, "Pet cemetery." <laughs> That was great. Like, they should have kept that. It definitely has great moments. Has a lot of great moments in the movie, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of uh, polishing that, need, that movie needed. That, definitely. Yeah, it that was just too crowded. As far as the story, they did too much. You know, and a lot of people that I know that are not 
comic book fans, a lot of them are like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what this is. Why? What this? What's exactly. happening? Exactly. And it's just a little. Why is he grabbing these boxes? A lot of the questions that Batman vs Superman uh, made still remain unanswered in Justice League, and Justice League created even more questions. That was, yeah. I think, one of the biggest mistakes they did. Yeah, and then mm, yeah. Should try to keep it simple, not try to do too much too fast. Exactly. Have a better reason for them to join. And um, hopefully, when Shazam, well, Aquaman, when once Aquaman came out, I felt like that kind of reset the tone. Yeah, definitely. For everything. Because so, they, they realized dark and brooding in every movie did not work. Yeah, like they you can know? do dark and brooding, but like more for the action sequences. Not too much in every single scene they can exactly. think of, you know. So that's why I was really worried with Shazam. Because that first trailer that came out with Shazam, I hated it. Really? I, was, I hated it. I just, like, I was so worried that they were going to go, okay, Aquaman did good with the jokes and whatnot. Let's fucking go overboard with Shazam. So I'm just like, fuck, they're not going to have Shazam the way I see Shazam. And the thing is, I didn't, I didn't feel that way. Ever since the first trailer dropped, I liked it. You know, the first trailer dropped at Comic-Con, you know, I, th- I liked that. I thought yeah, it looked great. I, I thought it looked good, but, like, I just, the comment, the... The ways how they landed the jokes and how they timed it and how they edited it compared to this new one was way different. When they dropped the jokes, they didn't stick. Okay. But this new trailer, I don't know it how... It felt flat. It felt flat. But with this new trailer, once they were just landing these jokes, it actually just flowed better. And the, the way they delivered it was different from what they showed in the, that first trailer. Okay. So their <clears> acting <throat> got changed up in the second trailer and everything just flowed better. The, like All that comedic timing was great. And how the action sequences looked, they all looked great. So that's what I, what I expected from the Shazam. Like, when him shooting, like, shooting up all those electricity. Yeah, like, showing I thought that, in front of yeah, people. Yeah, showing in front of people. Like, okay, I didn't think that was too over the top. Like, For I those people who don't funny. know what we're talking about is go look at the, sh- the first Shazam trailer released and then look at the second trailer release and you'll definitely see the tone you'll difference. You'll see a huge a tone huge difference. difference in the tones and... You can, you can pause the podcast right now and go look at it and then come back so you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. And see if you agree or disagree with what we're talking about here. But the second one, like, when he finally jumps off the roof and says, Shazam. Oh, man. Okay. I love that. I was ah. like, when I saw that, my eyes grew big. My mouth was like, yeah, that's Shazam That's right Shazam. There. He's like, he's that a kid and whatnot, cool. but, like, when he's an adult, he does act childish, but he's still, he still knows Shazam how Shazam yeah. doing Shazam things, you know? Mm-hmm. With the mind of a child, which is cool. That's yeah. why when they first announced Zachary Levi to play the Shazam version, you know, when he's starting adult form, at first I was like, eh. But I then know. I, could, I realized, you know, he could pull it off because of the fact that he is a sort of a, uh, not going to say comedic actor, but he has a lighthearted acting uh, capabilities, yeah. you know. He can say those jokes and land them, and he can play off the whole... You know, a being a kid, child. Ch- yeah, being a child in an adult body. He can definitely pull it off. So and he was, does pull it off in the second Once trailer. I saw the second trailer. Like you said, in the second trailer, you can definitely show it. Which reminds me, did you ever get, did you see the sneak peek of Shazam? They, they actually released like a three minute sneak peek. When it's like, uh, right when he turned, when his first ever becomes Shazam. Uh-huh. And they showed it in the trailer. That scene where he knocks on the window, like, don't scream, whatever. They showed more of that? They showed like, yeah, like right after that. Like, oh, I haven't seen it. When you get a chance to take a look, it's it's hilarious. And okay. It'll See, sell you more on that what we were just talking about. That's what I'm pretty sure. Like, the chemistry between him and the kid, I think yeah, it's going to yeah, be yeah. great. So that's def- why, like, the acting, like, I thought the acting was going to be, like, over the top. But it looks going to be, I'm, I'm excited. And I can, from that sneak peek, you'll see it yourself. They're going to throw in a lot of nods and a lot of tie-ins to... You know, Man of Steel and Batman and all that stuff because yeah, in that scene, they're like, the kids at they're trying to figure out his powers. They're like, <laughs> yeah. can, you, can you fly? And he's all like, I don't even know how to be in this thing. What do you mean, like, can I fly? I don't even, I don't even about how, how do I fly? Just be like Superman. And he does the whole arm extension. <laughs> yeah. Just pull your hands out, you know, just like Superman. <laughs> do that. Yeah, that's great. See, that's gonna be yeah. I'm really excited for that. And I saw like in the in, like in the trailer they show like batarangs around the room and everything. Yeah, see, so, and then the little newspaper cuttings and about other things that happen in the other DC. Yeah, movies. so I see like a soft reboot for the DC universe. So with Shazam coming out, I don't think they're gonna talk about anything else. They're not gonna tease anything. You don't think they're gonna tie it into any other DC movies? Maybe cameos? Cause I know they were talking about doing maybe a cameo of Superman. I heard about that too, but maybe I, an end credit scene. I don't know. I would Maybe. love to. Like, I would be like, hey, like, I hear you're going, like, ape shit or something. Like, like, I can help you out. Or something like that. Maybe, like, a partnership. Like, hey, I'm here to, like, mentor you or something. Because if, like, in reality... Like, if he's he, looking up in the sky and he sees something fly by. 
I want to see something fly by because I I would think if Superman sees like or sees like someone that fucking strong, he's not gonna walk past it. Oh, of course not. So he's gonna be like, hey, and then you make sure this guy's not crazy. Yeah, you know, try and see who it is, feel him out, make sure it's not somebody I gotta take down. So I think a cameo would be like that, just seeing who this person is. What I would love to see in the future DCU movies now that they're introducing Shazam. Obviously, you know they're gonna have Superman or whatever future projects they have, a fight between Shazam and Superman. That would be great. I would love to see that. You know, they've done that several times in the yeah. animated, you know, versions of DC and comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, since they say they're going to introduce uh, Black Adam in the future, you know... They're not going to introduce him. I was going to ask that. Are they going to introduce Black Adam in this movie? You think so? Or mention him? I, I think they might mention him. I feel like... You know, you know like, when, uh, he, when, uh, when Shaz- he, Shazam, the wizard, is giving him his powers. I think we're going to see he's him. do like a little brief history of what happened in it. We might see like an image, like in, uh, some kind of hieroglyphs on I was the wall, like a wall picture of him. And then and like, and he might say, "Who's that?" And they're like, "Oh, just don't worry about him. It's something that happened." Like, I don't know, something like that. I, feel I like just hope there's a nod, something. I feel like he's like exiled or something. <laughs> yeah. But rumor, I heard about the Black Adam movie that's coming out. Rumor. Um, <clears throat> Hawkman is gonna be in it. Oh, Smash? Star Girl and Adam Smasher. I don't know. I'm not really familiar with Adam Smasher, but I know Hawkman and Star Girl. Star Girl, I'm not that much familiar with her either. Ooh. But I heard her show is going to be really good too, because she has a show coming out. Yes, I know that. And I heard it's really good. Well, it's going to be really good because it has like a huge emotional attachment. So with to Hawkman it. coming in, if that's you know, because you said it's rumors, so who knows? But if uh, Hawkman comes in, that means Hawk Girl's not that far behind. That's true, and they're they can't introduce one of them and not the other one. So. Yeah, there's a lot of history in DC with Hawkman, so they could go a lot of roots with the history oh, of yeah. his planet, Danagar from Prime. his past, everything. Yeah, yeah that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they would like mention uh, Hawk Girl because him and Hawkman are kind of tied together. So mm-hmm. every time he's there, she's there. From but from what I heard, those uh, Suicide Squad two will mm. they will in this. They, cause they don't have a script. They don't have much of it. There's still everything's still in the works. But for a while, I've been hearing that sh- that Black Adam will be the villain to it. I heard like so it's, it's that cameo. he's gonna be like the big baddie of Suicide Squad two. Yeah, but a rumor about that too is that since um, did you hear that James Wan got hired James back for Gun? James Gunn? <laughs> I think I'm like crossing over James is here. James Gunn got hired back for Guardians. Ooh. I, was, I did hear about that. And it was all over the news. And um, I don't know. I, I'm i still on the fence about it. Because, yeah, he is a great director. I love what he did with the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I love what he did with the second one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everything that, you know, the reason why he was, quote, unquote, let go, you know, of the stuff that he posted in his social media in the past, that was really messed up stuff that he posted. Yeah. So I understand why Disney wanted to let him go. He said some messed up shit. But the thing is that Disney didn't think about at the time. They thought that maybe, ah, we'll just let him go. We'll get a new director. thing is, a lot of everybody that has worked on the first two Guardians were really loyal to him. You know, they really liked what he did, how he treated everybody. Yeah, I feel like nobody wanted to touch it. I'm like, exactly. oh, I don't want to be a part of that. There's and so, so much when, baggage. when somebody, when Disney announced they were letting him go, a lot of the actors and everybody involved, they all said, well, if he goes, we're going to go too. So Yeah, like Batista they, and everybody. Batista was one of the first ones that said, you know. I'm out. Yeah. He was the very first one to say, I'm out. And then Chris Pratt said he was out. If Batista was out, Wait, Chris Pratt said he was going to be out. Really? Chris yeah, Pratt? Yeah. He said he, if Batista's not in there, he doesn't want to be in it. Because Well, I, I respect that because I feel like Disney would be like, peace, you didn't, you didn't survive the snap tracks. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get brought back. But, okay. Then I really, really respect that because like, you know? Yeah, because they Cause really, they, cause like, they're family between them, you know? Yeah. So if one goes, oh, you know, the others okay. can't really stay. we like, oh, we'll stay now. Yeah, huge props to Chris Pratt. That's really so, cool of him. Because, like, yeah, lot, thinking about it. A lot like, of the writers and producers that are all tied to the project, they all were going to leave if Gunn isn't back. Um, you know, the, the actor who plays Craglin? That's James Gunn's brother. Oh, yeah, he played Rocket as well. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, he you know, if his brother goes, obviously he's going to go too. And apparently he's going to have a bigger role in part three as well. Mm. So, I understand why Disney just ultimately made the decision to bring him back. You know, like and the reason why I said I'm fifty fifty on it because the shit he said was really pretty messed up. But you know, hopefully we can give him the benefit of the doubt, and he actually is a changed person. How he claims. I feel he like is. this is kind of like changed him even more because like now that, that he's he like, knows this is real. Like, this is real. I can't fuck up because they got they got me under the microscope. So. Yeah. 
Definitely. We'll put him under the broscope next. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but um, speaking of that, the reason why is that since he's back in Guardians Three, they're letting him finish Suicide Squad, and then once he's he, done with Suicide James Squad, James Gunn has said himself that he wants to focus on finishing Suicide Squad first, and then going yeah, back to Guardians. That's what I heard. Like, so I'm pretty sure that's probably gonna put a hold on Guardians. You know. Going back because James Gunn said he already had a script for Guardians. Anyway. Yeah, they said they were going to use it with him without him anyway. Yeah, but yeah, they they wanted him back because I don't think they could find anybody to, to replace him. But, but James Gunn, though, I think he would. He, what all the mistakes that were done with the first Suicide Squad, he can definitely fix. Yeah, it. and did you hear about the updated roster they want? No. So no, for Deathshot, Will Smith is not coming back because he's doing a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Idris Elba is rumored to replace him as Deadshot. I just want. Should just write off the character and get somebody new. You know who I think should replace him? Who's that? He's already freaking ready. He's had a cameo already. There, he's just sitting there waiting to get called. Oh, I know who you're gonna say. Deathstroke. Yeah. Like he, he, the last time we saw him, he was on a yacht. Exactly. So I'm just like. And Joe Manganiello himself, he said he was. He's, he he's always wanted to be in a comic book movie. Yeah. And when they tell him we want you to be Deathstroke, who wouldn't be excited to play Deathstroke? Right. You know, he only put on the outfit once, so I feel like get rid of Deadshot. Don't get that confusion with Will Smith and Idris yeah, yeah, Elba, yeah. and just get freaking get a new, brand new character. And he's similar to to Deadshot, you know. Yeah, a better with guns. You know, he's an enhanced whatever, but yeah, he would be great, and that's a way to tie him into to Titans. Exactly, yeah, they could do a, a Titans movie. Um, um, Harley Quinn was supposedly not going to be in it, but they brought her back. But I feel yeah. like that's a huge market for her. Um, it's going to be King Shark. Ooh. Um, is he replacing Killer Croc or Killer Croc coming back? No, they're replacing Killer Croc. I just don't oh, think. Yeah, man. they messed it up. Did he survive? Yeah, he did survive. He did survive, but that's I don't right. think they like his TV. That's right. I don't think he, they liked how he looked. They mm. want. I think they're going to go for a more CG one. Because I think King Shark's going to be a CG buff. Oh, they have to. Yeah. That's going to look weird, a dude in a shark <laughs> Right? It's going to look like a baby shark. <laughs> the baby shark theme song. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if they tie that in the movie. Oh, that my God. He's like in his cell listening down his headphones to the baby shark theme song. That would be the funniest thing ever. Or they fucking just mess with him and just play it. <laughs> and I heard it's going <laughs> to it's gonna be a Polka Dot Man. Why Polka Dot Man? The gimmick character, like he's a, I think he's he, gonna be like freaking. He, what's the name of that? Boomerang. No, he's no, replacing no, no. Boomerang like the other one that died immediately. I hope they don't do that again. Slipknot. That's right. Hopefully they don't. Do I, that. that was a pointless character. <laughs> they introduced him. They put him in posters and everything. The way he zipped away, and, and he just zipped away, <laughs> and his head blew. That's it. Oh he man! He literally did not do. I hope thing. they don't do that. But I feel like. Have you ever read his profile on you know what the character is? Wasn't he like a woman abuser? <laughs> that's why he. That I that don't woman. know, but supposedly his abilities. Is that he can just make knots really fast and really good knots that nobody can get out of. <laughs> but I heard, I heard in the description that he was like a hardcore woman beater. Oh, that I too. don't know. So that's why when he comes out of the thing, he sees that chick knocks her out. He like oh, punches her. Oh, okay. So that's why everyone, they kind of, they wanted that. So when he died, everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Instead of that whole quick. But they didn't really elaborate on that. Mm. Like not everybody's going to read a description about him. <clears throat> um, Polka Dot Man, I feel like he's replacing Boomerang. And I forgot... I like Boomerang. They should have kept him in there. Uh, he was great. I didn't actually like that. A lot of people thought he was, you know, a lame character, but not like I like the take they did on him. Yeah, he was funny. There's another one. I think I don't remember the name. I want to say Bone Crusher, but it's a character that I think Batista was looking to play. Oh, but I totally forgot the name. He would. Right now. He would be perfect to play Bane. I think Batista would play a great Bane. He would. I want a Bane with a Mexican accent. I just want okay. Bane with an accent. Like, I don't want what his, like... Eduardo? Is that his name? Eduardo? He has a... Yeah, Mex- I don't in Gotham, Mexican name. In Gotham, they call him Eduardo. Uh, I don't watch Gotham, so... You're missing well, I, I, I stopped watching it. Just, not just, because I didn't want it. Just yeah. got caught up with other Like, shows. the animated series Bane. Like, just the... Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I feel like that's what I want. I want an accent Bane. Like, oh, Spider-Man. Like, I don't know. That was a horrible accent, but... Did you say Spider-Man? <laughs> I'm, I'm crossing over Marvel, dude. Like, James won and James gone. I'm just like... That's funny, though. But as far as, you know, going back to talking about Deathstroke, you saw that uh, that test footage a while back ago about Deathstroke in the Batman movie? With him coming off the plane, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was for Justice League. No, no, that was for the Batman. That, that's when Ben Affleck at the time was direct, going to direct it. 
Which oh yeah, Deathstroke next... was going to be the villain in that but, one. Which brings me to my next point. How do you feel now that Ben Affleck is out? I thought Ben Affleck was a really great Batman. You know, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I like him much better as Batman than Christian Bale. I really yes, do. because Christian Bell, his Batman was. <laughs> he just sounded. <laughs> he was great, but he's like, oh man. I, I, Where's no, the trigger? Where's exactly. the trigger? <laughs> I just didn't. I, he was good. I'll give him that. You know, he was good as Batman. Mm-hmm. His Bruce Wayne was crap. Christian Bell's? Yeah. Yeah, his I didn't Bruce see Wayne much. Was crap. And but as Batman, he was good. But even as Batman, I prefer Ben Affleck a lot more. Yeah. You know, he did a good job, especially, you know, in The Dark Knight uh, Rises. That's the third one, right? Yeah. yeah. Dark Knight Rises. You know, it, it takes place, what, it was 10 years, right? 10 years after the events of Dark Knight? Something like that. Because I know Five it was, a, ten. There was, it was a time jump. Yeah. It was a time jump. Because he's like in a cane and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, even, you know, Ben Affleck plays a older, more experienced, you know, pretty much tired of Gotham's criminal bullshit Batman. You know, he's yeah. going around beating the crap out of dudes, sending them to prison like pretty much a dark knight returns batman yeah you know he doesn't give a shit about the law doesn't give a shit about who lives or dies he's just there to fuck shit up you know and christian bell was supposed to play that kind of batman in the dark knight rises you know years years later but i feel he didn't do it justice in that sense Mm. and so you know the whole aged batman you know ben affleck definitely did a way better job in that sense yeah because he quit batman because rachel died that's why yeah so he was a little more just heartbroken over that yeah exactly and so I, I feel like, you know, I, first of all, it's a huge mistake they let Ben Affleck go. They should have kept him on. They should have, was it Warner Brothers, the main yeah. studio. Warner Brothers should have gave him that creative direction he wanted to take. Because the reason they let him go is because, you know, one of all, first, he went back to rehab. Because, yeah. you know, that, his drug addiction. But even then, you know, <clears throat> they should have let, let him have that creative, um, his juices flow to his, because he wanted to do his own take on the Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, him direct it, him write it, him produce it. And Ben Affleck's a hell of a director. Yeah, that's true. You know, his creative, you know, uh, creativeness, for lack of a better word, is great. You know, he's really good. And I think he would have done a really great Batman, uh, his own version of Batman. That would have been great. I believe it would have been amazing. Yeah. But the only thing I would change is, is his voice. Like, it's like, I don't know, the animated series did it perfect. Like, give Batman a stern voice, but his normal voice is a little different. Like, you know Kevin Conroy's voice, his Batman's oh, iconic. Yeah. But when he's Bruce Wayne, it's totally different. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Something like that. How come they can't do that? They have to go, oh, I put a machine on your cow, so when oh, you talk, it's like an echo. Sounds, yeah. Like they, they could do that, too, but don't make it sound like... Because I guess, like, Batman... Ben Affleck's Batman, it was more like an homage to Christian Bale's. His little bat voice was, like, deeper... Mm-hmm. But I feel like it should have been more subtle. Mm-hmm. Like, I want Batman to, like, come and talk to you like he was, like, a stern person. Like, oh, shit, it's Batman. He's serious. Now, using his real voice, not yeah. some kind of modifier. Like, Batman just having a deep voice, like, we're going to get this done. Like, yeah. something like that. Like, something subtle. That's, like, the perfect voice. They don't have to go deep until, oh, where's the trigger? Like, they don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. That's the only change I want because everything else... Ben Affleck did was great. Like that whole warehouse scene in Batman vs oh, Superman. Oh man, that's so. I just sometimes go on YouTube and just rewatch that over and over. Yeah, it's, it's really great. You know, they it kind of uh, had a little for me a little reminiscence to the Arkham Knight games. Exactly. That was really cool. And then the whole guy he's like, "I'll shoot her." I'm, he's like, "I know you will." So he fucking so he just, knocked his ass out. It's like, oh, it was just perfect. And then um, what else is great? The whole scene, even though it's like a, that little gun he has to throw that 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 uh, tracer, but just him on the scene, just holding it, and like the, the camera's behind him, just What's that scene? whole. I think it was Batman versus Superman. He's like on the ledge, oh, right before he goes into the warehouse. Right before he starts chasing those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. just on the top of that bridge and just holding the With gun. With that sniper. Yes, yeah. he just looks so badass right there. And I li- I actually like the Ben Affleck's bat suit better than than Christian Bell's. It was just felt more natural. It didn't feel like restrained. Oh, his neck. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how he was able to turn his neck, but um, well, they it looked ad- great. They addressed that in the second part. They did. Yeah. Because the first part, like he had to turn his whole body. He had to turn with his shoulders. So, so with Ben Affleck, when he turned, it felt like more rubber, rubber neck. But um, another scene that I loved in Justice League, like the cinematographer is great. Like in the beginning, when you're in Gotham and you see Batman just perched on the wall. Ah, yeah. My heart stopped. I was just like. 
before he uh, ropes up that thief guy. Mm-hmm. You just see him on the wall right there, dude. Like he just looked ah, oh, just everything was perfect. That's like I wanted to touch on. Like Zack Snyder is like a good director, but like not a good writer. Yeah, he can't tell stories for shit. So like I feel like he's, he's more, more visual when it comes to yeah. Like, I feel his, like he like if he wants to directing. Like, if he if he stays in the DCU, he should definitely be a cinematographer. Okay, because he'll make movies look great. Yeah, but for story rise, and let somebody else handle that. Let somebody else handle that. Like he can't put two and two together. Like I see <clears> his <throat> overall theme, what he wants to do with the whole dark side of how I read how he wanted his more his movies to go. I don't think it would have been good. No, it would have been too. It would have been over the top how we wanted a Justice League movie, but over the top to the sense where it's like not making sense. Like ridiculous. Ridiculous. And like pretty much the earth was going to be like gone. Like everybody was going to be dead. And I'm like, how do you tell a story? Like then why are they fighting? Everyone's dead. Yeah. So once they're, once they kill Darkseid or stop them, everything's gone. Are they going to do like a time jump and bring everybody back? So I feel like if they're going to be over the top. They have to do it right. They, they have can't to do just it like, right. That's, I think that was the main problem with both Batman vs. Superman and Justice League, which is like, it wasn't over the top, but they did to shove a whole bunch of stuff in there that they wanted people to just take it in and hopefully they know what they're talking about. Yeah, so like... With like the, I said, there's unanswered questions in both Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. Yeah. Where people are like, what the fuck? Well, what about that? How can you... Can you explain what does that mean or what does this mean? Why'd yeah. you do that? You know. So what I feel like the DC Comics, like the comic books do right, is that when they have a Justice League, they kind of include more of what's going on down on Earth. Okay. With po- politics, what's going on in cities and everything, how it affects everything. And the Marvel Universe right now is not doing that, which I think they're going to start doing after Endgame. Okay. But I feel like right now what DC's doing is that they're making their individual movies showing like the ground level like alright we're showing the Shazam movie his family his people that he lives with the like the pretty much the neighborhood he lives in. Okay. Pretty much showing <clears throat> actual people. Same thing with Aquaman. We saw Atlantis. We see how everybody's gonna be. See that's so, what I think DC should have done from the beginning. Now they're gonna start doing that. So with the Shazam movie, we're gonna find out more about that. And then with Suicide Squad, they could pretty much take us anywhere since like, hey, you got a mission in like Europe, yeah. so they could show how Europe is and how the city lives in a world with superheroes with Superman. So I feel like in the DC in the Marvel universe after Endgame, they're gonna do that with the X Men. So see, that's how they're. That- I think we can go more into detail on our next podcast. Yeah. And talk about the state of the MCU, you know, but, but I yeah, I agree, though. Yeah. I so agree. I feel like right now the DC is going to focus on the ground level, showing mm-hmm. every the whole world and everything, and then eventually something's going to happen to get these people individually out of the world. So that's the challenge. They just have to do it right. Though. They just have to set up these heroes first. Because they can't just have a Justice League movie and, and expect everybody to have all these heroes knowing. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can have The Flash, Wonder Woman, or Batman, but we already have our own Batman, Wonder Woman that we have. Like, I have, you have Christian Bale, I have a Ben Affleck, this person still has Michael Keaton. Like, we can't just throw a Batman and have that attachment already there. Yeah. It's like, we have to see these guys in action. You like, gotta I, give each character their individual backstory. Like, I hated, and... like, I didn't hate Aquaman, but, like, I kind of hated his, woo! Like his whole, all he was that. Aquaman. He was Aqua Bro. He was, he was a, like freaking. What's that character's name? Aqua Maui. <laughs> it was this Maui from freaking Frozen. Not Frozen. Moana. Oh, Moana. Um, I liked it, but it just felt too over the top for me. Okay. But then after seeing Aquaman, I got used to it, and like he, it wasn't as much because I know they toned it down. Yeah. They made that subtle. I know you'll agree with me when right? you're talking about Aquaman. That very, very last final shot of the movie. Of him jumping out of the water? Jumping out of the water. That was like Literally direct from the comic books. Like ripped from the comic books and stuck on the movie. Like That's what they need. And now we have an emotional attachment to Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Like now he's our Aquaman. Mm -hmm. And so now next time we see him in Justice League, everybody has that attachment with him. So that's why... And how badass was his comic accurate suit? You know, when he finally gets to trident, walks out of the waterfall with the gold and the green and ocean master yeah. ocean master oh, man. Oh, when ocean Patrick master- wilson he sold it really well perfect he like really when he landed ocean on master. the ship and his cape just goes yeah oh that was just like right before the final battle right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah that's some like zach snyder i, I really, shit right really there. enjoyed you know aquaman i but really did too. my only gripe was black manta not saying he was bad i'm just he saying he wanted more <laughs> 
either more or just not at all. You know, I think he was, he should have just been saved as an end credit scene. You know, they tried to like shove him in there. And one thing, I don't know if you noticed this, in, throughout the whole entire Aquaman movie, when there's like a big important scene happening, it gets interrupted by an explosion. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. They're like, it was more than once. It was at least, I want to say at least four times when there's like a moment when they're talking serious, a serious subject, and all of a sudden, boom, and then it cuts to the next scene, like as far as like what's going to happen. That's true. They did that several times and it bugged the hell out of me. Like, Bomb transitions? Yeah. Yeah. I've never uh, seen that before, but at least not to this extent where it was okay. several I'm times. Like, like, really? I need, to, I need to watch it again. But, um, yeah, with that, I think, no, I think Black Manta was justified for me because how Aquaman goes on land, they can't really follow him. So they need somebody to like, be a protagonist when he's yeah, a Yeah, so th- that's that's actually one way that sh- they could have cut down time on the movie because it was a little um, unnecessarily long. There's a lot of things they could have cut out. And True. if they would have cut down everything of Black Manta, they would because they should have just focused on Atlantis and dealing with Atlantis problems. What they could have <laughs> done as an end credit scene was, you know, maybe uh, some of Orm's followers, you know, they could have kept that beginning scene when, you know, when Black Manta's dad dies, they could have kept that. Yeah, That's and it. at the end, like and then at the end maybe shows they, they should have made the scene of him like Orm giving Black Manta the armor, like yes, at the very end. That, like, yes, even though Orm exactly. got arrested, he's still planning shit. Exactly. That huh. would, would have been a better way. That way they can make Black Manta the main antagonist for the second one. And then Black Manta break out Orm and then Yeah, exactly. See? That that way they could have cut down a little bit on you know, time as far as yeah. Aquaman went, and it would have been it would have been more satisfying as far as to get people hyped up and anticipate for the second one. Yeah, that would have been great. Well, they did tease Black Manta coming back. Well, yeah, of course, because that one guy found him all fucked up. You know, when he fell off the cliff. That was brutal how he fell off the cliff Man. too. I love that. I like it when they make it real. Yeah. Like when he just falls like that. That was brutal, and mm-hmm. I love that instead of like. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just like straight into the water. No, mm-hmm. he rolled off the cliff. Literally, like fucking bam, bam. How can you freaking survive that? And I love that first person view of his, like, yeah. his helmet, like hitting it. Oh, that, that was great. Like just that that right there. And that one great. doctor that helps him and finds him and agrees Yeah, to he's evil out. because he's like, I believe there's a land is there. Mm-hmm. So, um, 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 uh, what else? So as far as like, you know, what we saw in Aquaman and then from what looks like what we're going to see in uh, Shazam... How do you think the Wonder Woman 80, 1984 is what it's going to be called, right? The sequel? Yeah. What direction do you think that will take in as far as, you know, for the future of the DCEU? I think it's going to be a prequel. So before everything, it's still going to, it's a World War Two. So I feel like they can. What, what can they really show, you know, when they showed all of that already in the first one? When she was in... I would think they would tease an overlying villain, maybe? Because in World War Two, other people are plotting shit. But she maybe. was there in World War One, not she, World yeah, War Two. True. But in World War One, they just showed what um, Ares running around in the background. Yeah. So I think in World War Two, I feel like there's someone else running around in the background. And I want to say, oh, my dream is for... If they do a Justice League villain... Well, if it Justice... takes place in 1984, I don't think that's World War Two. World War Two is earlier No, it's that. World War Two. Because the first one was World War One. This one's World War Two, but why would they call it 1984? Oh, you're this right. World War Two. 1884. Was it 1884? Or yeah. 1884. 1884. Oh, okay. Or, or 1984. Well, one of those two, but it has to be. We're you know, bad at history. No, because 1884, <laughs> A lot of people are thinking, ah, what if he's Martian Manhunter? Ooh. Because her entire, from meeting him to him dying, was all shown in Wonder Woman. Yeah, what if they tease Martian Manhunter in there? And he's been living on Earth since World War One. Whatever mm. era He saw in. him somewhere in the war, he met him in the war, mm-hmm. and then he took over his identity? Yeah, because he was a hero. Yeah, that'd be a trip. He's like, I, I respected this man, that's why I took over his body, because he's a hero to me. Now Maybe wanna... Steve Trevor was the one that saved him. Ooh. Remember, because he was a what a CIA, or yeah. Whatever? Or what if they tease like a little other scene, like in the airplane, mm-hmm. like as the airplane before it blows up, you see like a, a green flash go into the cockpit. Uh, so know. right before it blew up, the ring was like, "I choose you." 
People have been saying that they want him to be. To Chris Pine been. is a really great actor. He could be in anything. I'll watch him in anything. I think he'll be great in a Green Lantern movie. True, but what Green Lantern is he? Because he obviously can't be Hal Jordan. He could pull off a Hal Jordan. But he was already Steve Trevor. How could he be Hal Jordan? Oh yeah. So, regardless, I understand. You know, Steve Trevor himself was also. A well, pilot. if he wasn't Steve Trevor, he could be. Hal well, Jordan. yeah, of course. <laughs> but, of course. Yeah. No, um, I, I'm gonna bring up a Green Lantern topic right now too. Actually, I'm gonna bring it up because I forgot I was gonna talk about. No, my for eighty four. I want there to be an underlying villain because my dream, if they're gonna do a Justice League movie, I want Vandal Savage to be the reason why they get together. And I think they should tease. Well, I hope they tease Vandal Savage in the background of that Wonder Woman movie because uh, he was like the one pulling the strings, whatever. Well, whatever he's doing, I really because don't, there's not they haven't really. Sh- uh, shown or given out much information as far as what because uh, the villain is gonna, gonna, be gonna be about tigress right uh cheetah 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 yeah so that's gonna I'm be still great. a little funky on no the I fact th- that they put pick Kristen wig i know she's gonna nail it dude i don't no, know she's gonna have you ever seen it. any of her movies as a serious character because cheetah there's no way they can make cheetah any 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 kind of comedian at her- all they cannot do that to cheetah no, I don't think she's gonna comedic. I know they're not. I know for a fact they're not going that route. She's not gonna be that kind of funny. Don't crack a little jokes, but it's gonna be very subtle. But have you seen her in? I want to say the best way I can describe it is like the new Ghostbusters movie she was in, but cut out all those little jokes that she made. That kind of persona, like tamed, kind of mm. shy, kind of like. Because I saw a movie on. I forgot. I think it was Lifetime. I'm can't remember where. It threw me way, way off. Where it was about was her, Kristen Wiig, and Will Ferrell. I think I know what you're talking about. Where is it like a TV show or radio show? She does like she quit and she starts a radio show. No, she... no, 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 no. Where it's uh, I know what you're talking about, but no, not that. Oh, okay. One. Uh, no, it was because that one was in theaters. Yeah. No, the one I'm talking about was just a Lifetime to, movie. Yeah. It was a Lifetime movie on TV, and it's like them. Like you see Will Ferrell. And, Chris away, you automatically think, I know oh, it's gonna be a funny about. movie. Yeah. I know it's like a drama. I think their kid dies or drowns or something, and it's just them coping with the death of their child. Yeah, because I remember I heard I it read just about threw me this. way off because there was like not even one like joke cracked or comedic scene, nothing. It was all serious and like how'd they do? I they did actually good. I don't remember the movie that well because it was I was in the middle of the night, I was half asleep as I was watching it, but I do remember it, it kinda threw me off because there was a no joke. Right? Yeah. So I heard about if she that. does that, then yeah, I can see that. But I still would have chosen somebody else, though. I think she's gonna be perfect. But I heard about that because I remember Will Smith was talking about him and Christian Rigg making a Lifetime movie, and people were like, "Oh, you're making a Lifetime movie? Great! It's gonna be funny." They're like, uh, "No, it's gonna be serious." And they were like, huh. "When I heard when they were shooting it, they were like still not believing it. Like, is this like when is this gonna be funny?" And the, no, Will Smith, Will Ferrell was like, "Did I say Will Smith? Oh my god, <laughs> Will Ferrell is gonna be like." Yeah, no, this is going to be a serious movie. Like, we're going to actually act. And so that's that's what, when you brought that up, I'm like, huh, that makes sense. But I feel like Christian Wiig's going to nail it. And I think we're going to love it. Because I already see her in my mind just being like a cheetah. Like, just having that persona. I just hope they really nail it as her, as her cheetah form. Because she is, because cheetah's one of my favorite DC villains. Yeah, and she's an actual, Man. she's actual fur body and everything. She's a furry. Yeah. <laughs> so I think after that movie, the furries are going to come out in full force. Oh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, um, it's fucking legit though. It's, it's her, I was excited to hear that cheetah was going to be the villain. No, I wasn't excited when Kristen Wiig was announced to be cheetah, but like, I know it's going to be a lot of CG for sure. Yeah. But, you know, Patty, what Patty Jenkins did with the first Wonder Woman, I know she's going to do great with the second one. Mm-hmm. You know, and whatever little mistakes she did in the first one, she's she definitely going to correct. Yeah. And so, I thought, I'm looking forward to it because actually I really liked uh, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman was a great one, a great introduction to the character. You know, everybody and their mama knows who the hell Wonder Woman was. You know, but they know um, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. You know, That's true. The one that spins really fast and... Phew, I like how they did, they still did that for her in the Wonder Woman movie. They did? I think... Was it Wonder Woman or Justice League where she did a spin? No. No, it wasn't neither one. I think, you, I think you're confusing with the animated one. Yeah, they did that in the animated <laughs> This guy. Yeah, in the animated <laughs> one they did that. I'm crossing over everything today. But yeah. Yeah, they did. It was mm, in the animated one. It was one. in the animated one. So what is your take on the Green Lantern Corps movie? 
Cause I still come I out. still ha- Yeah I know But I'm still I have no feelings towards it Because I'm still a little No Ryan Reynolds and, Yeah Yeah no So I was like eh. I already have my idea I oh. want it to be Jon Stewart Being the main focus Jon Stewart really Yes it Go has to, Straight I with like, Jon Stewart No Hal Jordan No it has to be Jon Stewart Really okay. I really think it should be Jon Stewart taking over So Jon Stewart gets his ring He goes to train in Ola Guy Gardner's there Hal Jordan's there um, I forgot the other guy's name. Something Rayner, Kyle uh, Rayner. Kyle Rayner, yeah. All three of them are already there. They've been Green Lanterns for a while, so he gets introduced. And it's, they want I, I see it as a buddy cop movie. Okay. So they take John Stewart in. You get to everyone. Everyone's happy that the Green Lantern's there. Guy Gardner, Hal Jordan, Kyle Rayner, Kyle Rayner. Hal Jordan has his cockiness about him. John Stewart has to do pretty much like the rookie. Yeah. How Jordan's the leader, that over cocky leader that is hard. To, you'll get used to him at the end. Guy Gardner's the wild card. Um, Kyle is a smart one. Mm-hmm. I don't really know their persona in the comics, so if I'm wrong, sorry. And then John Stewart comes in as a new guy. Okay. And I see them training on Oa, doing adventures and shit, and then having to go back to Earth to settle would you some shit. Introduce um, Sinestro in there, the Sinestro Corps. Yeah, I, I always put him in there as well. Balrog, everybody. Hmm. And you you would make them the main villains, the antagonists. I wouldn't the have the core. Uh, well, yes, but like I would have it in conjunction with another villain. Okay. Because if you just focus on Sinestro, <clears throat> I feel like I, it just makes the world seem smaller. Okay. Because if like Sinestro is gonna be a Green Lantern, but you see him break apart and make his own thing. They gotta but do that. If they, they have to do that for the Green Lantern Court movie. They would have to do that like at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and then him come back at the end, like not really do much, just introduce him. Like, oh, he went off and did his own thing, and whatever. Yeah, you see him like by the end, you know, like all right, he made the Sinestro. He's core. making the Sinestro. Core. Which you know, well, that's they, the one thing. They even tease it like he goes off somewhere and comes back, and then he's like, "Where you been?" And he like he has his Green Lantern ring, but in his other hand, yeah, he has the yellow, yellow one in his hand, like he just clutches it. Mm. That'd be a good way to tease it. It was just one of the very, very little things I liked about the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds was Mark Strong as Sinestro. He was perfect, man. He and at the, the end credit scene where he puts on the ring and gets the yellow suit, his eyes glow yellow. That was fucking that was legit. great. That was fucking legit. He would have been great. Everything about that movie was great except for Ryan Reynolds and the villain. Yeah, no, it's the villain. It's just mm-mm. it was just bad, all around bad. Um, but that's how I would see a Green Lantern Corps movie. Which is kind of funny how in the Deadpool 2 movie, how he went back in time and <laughs> yeah. he shot and then, Ryan Reynolds and in the head when reading the If Green they want to do script. like a little funny <laughs> gag in that Green Corps movie, they like have rings looking for Jon Stewart. And one goes to Ryan Reynolds, he's like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Like, is this a little subtle? Like, it goes up to him, he's like, nope. <laughs> Like, this closes the door, and it's like something, he's like, nope, and just goes and finds Jon Stewart. That would be funny. That like, that, funny. something subtle like that would be funny, because as Deadpool, he pokes fun at them all the time. Yeah, So I would think they true. would want that little thing. Just something subtle since, like that know, would since, be great. You know, ever since, you know, a little <laughs> bit in Justice League, uh, in a big, in a lot of parts, in Aquaman, and obviously in Shazam, you know, they're adding jokes and a little bit more lighthearted, lighthearted tone to the movies. You know, they're stepping away from the whole dark, brooding, you know, because when Man of Steel came out, when Batman or Superman came out, one of the big things DC always said is, like, they will definitely not do jokes in their movies. You know, because they want to make themselves completely different than what Marvel Because we mm-hmm. all know Marvel does comedy, does yeah. funny moments, you know, in all their movies. But nobody wants that. What do you mean? Like, they don't want too much seriousness. Because you saw how... Exactly. Exactly. And we see how it has failed. So, that I, I could see that now. In, if they would do something like that, some kind of way to poke fun mm-hmm. at the previous Green Lantern movie. Yeah, I think that would be great. That would be funny. That would, that would be, be really funny. great. Would they do that though? I, I hope they do. Doubt it. I highly doubt it because I feel like the DC movies like to be clean cut and yeah. everything. But it would be really They're a great. Too elitist on it. Yeah, break the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. And um, last thing I want to talk about the whole DC universe is about that Joaquin Phoenix movie. Ooh, Joker. Joker. So, does that mean, are they going to do some one-off movies? Like, we're going to make this movie for the fuck of it. Like, this whole Joaquin Joker... I think Joker, they will do that for more than one character. Because... And the Joker will be, like, the first test. Like, like... Hopefully. They don't, they don't have to tie it together. 
but it is about that character. And it's a really good story that we want to tell. Yeah. Because right now in DC Comics, they have a, a thing called Black Label. Okay. So it's just like the what if stories like that don't take place in the current comics, but this is just a one-off. Like right now, in, there's a, it's called Batman Damned, mm-hmm. where the Joker dies and it looks like Bruce Wayne did it or Batman did it. So he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Okay. And uh, Constantine's helping him out, but there's a scene... That the show has dick for the first time. Like a show, I, I have it if you want to see it. <laughs> but um, I have it on my wall. Let's get it. They pretty much show him naked. It's in my wallet. Right? It's in my wallet. Um, but yeah, so I feel like that's one thing they're going to start doing with the movies. like One-off like, characters. One-off characters. I, I would say they, they would do that as a way to um, introduce characters without having to have the pressure of putting them in the same universe. Exactly. But that way, it can introduce them to the character so when they do put them in the universe, people know who they are. Mm-hmm. So, with that, with Joaquin Phoenix being the Joker and Jokers, do you think they're gonna, Jared Leto will be the Joker ever again? No, I think he's done. He's done? Uh, I think with Suicide Squad, there's, I don't think they're gonna... He had the potential to he had be the potential, Joker, but... but I think the writing was the problem. Exactly. Everything they gave him sucked. Yeah. So they really didn't and do it. And even much. Jared Leto in an interview after the movie came out, he said that they cut so much of what he filmed that you could almost pretty much make another movie out of everything they cut. I'm like, yeah. why waste so much time filming and, you know, all right, action. Because they didn't know what Joker, direction they wanted to go. They cut it all off. And what they kept in the movie wasn't even that great. And the thing is, when they promoted the Suicide Squad movie, they promoted that the Joker was going to be a big part, or at least some kind of a, even a semi-villain. Yeah. You know? Because you really didn't... You that would have not expected for Enchantress to be the main villain. Yeah, that moment just felt like a huge waste of time. It had good moments. I'll give it yeah. that. I just didn't like how the whole team had to go to the city to save Waller. I'm like, weren't you like over there in the first yeah. place? Like, how did you end up there? Like, it became a whole rusty Waller thing. It, so we're the, like, some Suicide Squad. Right? <laughs> That it's just pretty much a Waller's personal bodyguard. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it was. They didn't feel like a suicide squad because they weren't really on a mission to do anything. No, because they even said they didn't know what the hell they were doing. And they just, at the end, they decided to save Waller. Yeah. They're like, all right, well, let's go save her. And they could have said, well, well, how about no, we won't. Right? So, but, eh. It was, it's, it was okay. It's, it's, it was enjoyable. Definitely not one of the best. Mm-hmm. No. So far, I think the best DCU movies they've done so far is just Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Yeah, yeah so that's all pretty much the announced. The last thing they pretty much announced is the last thing I know that's coming out of their slate is the New Gods movie by Ava DuVernay. No, I did not know they were going that direction. Yeah, they're doing it. They're doing, um, I, f- I feel like it's like the Thor universe, like Odin, like not Odin, like Asgard. I yeah, feel like yeah. this is their version of that. Yeah. So it's going to be about Darkseid, Allfather, New Genesis, pretty oh, much mm. their, these their gods of, yeah, yeah, yeah. going at it. They're probably going to show the original war, how Mr. Miracle came to Darkseid and how Ryan. Hopefully. Hopefully. Because uh, Mr. Miracle... He's like he's, That's your he, boy. I know he, that. He just came out of nowhere for me, but he just he cemented me. His character cemented me. I love his character. What uh, Tom King did in his uh, twelve issue run, mm-hmm. really great. Some heartbreaking shit, but it was really great. So I really, if they do Mister Miracle, one thing I know for sure that as far as because you said that what you heard as far as uh, what they're doing for the future, you said New Gods. I also I know they confirmed they want to do a Blue Beetle. I did hear about that. And Loki, I had a And they're dream. doing the, you know, uh, Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle, not I, the original. I know. Jaime no, Reyes. no Tom Cord or yeah, Ken yeah, yeah. Cord. But like, Loki, I had a dream that I was going to be it. I was like, <laughs> I'm fucking Jaime. Like, I fucking love Blue Beetle too. He was cool. And that's another way, you know, with, uh, if they would go with Deathstroke, you know, for any future movies, with Jaime Reyes coming in, that's another way to bring in the Titans as well. Yeah, they could do a live action Titans mm-hmm. that way. I really hope they somehow, somewhere, because since they teased it in Batman vs. Superman, maybe Red Hood somewhere in there? Uh, Hopefully, that'd be great. But I heard that Cyborg movie got canceled. Really? I heard that one's done. And it makes sense, because like, I don't know how they would pull off a Cyborg movie. I really don't see what can... Like, what well, they can just play off of the origin that you know they teased in Batman vs. Superman where they show him where he gets created. That's yeah. a way to tease him. And then obviously, you know, obviously, you know his football and all that stuff, his accident, all of that. It's a way to tease it. And yeah, they could do like the human the dad, story about the, the, it. Yeah, how the dad? Because that's the whole point of 
you know would they show how movies? he would he show his origin like when before he became cyborg and then after how he's dealing with it I would suggest that they could start off with him afterwards but I don't and really, then yeah. go Who back into the past so that's how you know Wonder Woman was where she's in the present that's how movie started and then she starts telling her story and it oh, goes to the past then what about cyborg like at the end he kind of tease titans maybe cyborg makes the titans that, he, that he's the one that started them he decided to go around that means they would have to include all the other you know some in all the other movies because Cyborg would have been one of the last ones to make yeah. the movies they would have to tease Kid Flash but uh, not, Arsenal yeah. Robin all of those mm, they would, Starfire those would have to be established somehow yeah that's true maybe they can establish them there but who would be the big bad in that one because I'm not familiar with Cyborg villains the only one I know that that could probably pull it out would be Atlas he's like another Cyborg cybernetic enhanced thing but that goes to my topic do you want the villain to have the same powers because in Shazam he's gonna have thunder powers as well uh, Black Adam not Black Adam but um, the villain in the Shazam oh he does Doctor Doctor Savannah Savannah but yeah I seen a clip where he's like shooting thunder too he has really? the same powers so I'm just I, like I'm eh. like Shazam is one of the f- few characters I'm like my knowledge yeah. on it is like very yeah minor. I'm not that familiar with Dr. Savannah either but like his powers seem the same because I think he the he gets the same powers that where Shazam got it so that's why from I, the wizard I think so or something like that I don't know how they're going to say it but he got the same powers huh but he doesn't have to say Shazam so that's why low key that's, that's Black Adam in disguise that'd be great he's a bald guy you never know but yeah so that's one thing I hate about these movies that the villain has the same power. No, it's not really. A See, challenge. that's the thing is it's it's that's how it is in a lot of characters, you know. With that's the exception true. of a few, but a lot of the characters, their main villain is always pretty much their counterpart. So, you know, we just have to wait and see. Yeah, we it's like I just like wait and see. it's like I want a Doctor Strange having a villain like Iron Man. Like I want something totally different. Like something that's gonna like. Oh shit! I'm not gonna. I can't re- just rely on my fucking magic right now. I gotta do something else to like go over this because yeah. this guy is something else. Or like maybe like Doctor Strange versus like an Ant Man type person. You know, ooh, okay. that would be kind of crazy because like yeah, you can use magic, but you don't know where this guy's fucking coming from. So mm-hmm. something that challenging would, be, would great be great mm-hmm. for any type of superhero movie. I just hate when the villain is literally the, like same. the same cop evil copy of yes. Like, because like when you when they get to the fighting, the final climax is just. <laughs> and unfortunately we've seen that in both DC and Marvel so mm-hmm. we know we know what that's like so hopefully we'll see hopefully we just have to sit and wait and you know just wait for what the future brings to us as far as you know the DCEU yeah. and then for next week we can talk about the MCU yeah so that's you know, what we're gonna do we're definitely gonna be closer to Endgame which is what everyone's anticipating you gotta get on the hype train because I'm pretty sure just like me just like you nobody knows a goddamn thing what the movie's about Exactly, and the trailers and the didn't, Russo brothers and the trailers didn't really shit. The Russo brothers have worked their asses off to hide everything from everything. Them. They tease little things here and there, little images here and there, but they're all vague and nobody knows what the fuck you you seen in these images. But you know, so they've done a really good job with hiding what. Yeah, what, we're over here saying time travel, but like honestly, it can a be lot different. No, what does what what role is the quantum runs gonna play in it? You know, because we saw in the latest trailer they're wearing those suits. Yeah. Is that really a quantum realm suit or is it something else? We don't know. And I feel like it's going to do with time travel, but they're going to be limited and in I'm, time traveling. And then I'm pretty sure now that Captain Marvel co- came in, that's going to play a lot as far as what's mm-hmm. going to happen, what they're going to do. Because, I don't know if you noticed, in that scene when they're on those suits walking, Captain Marvel's not in there. So Yeah, I wonder where she... Yeah, see, they, gotta, they have see? a lot of explaining to do. Well, they in those trailers, they do cut out a lot. Yeah. Because sometimes when they did show that walk, not a lot of people were there. And there was some. Em- there was a one tr- clip where they were suiting up and there was an empty space next to Ant-Man. So people but were now like, we know what that empty space is. That's Tony Stark. Yeah, now it is. Because we saw it in the trailer. And Nebula's in there too. Yeah. Which is so. awesome. I, I really hope that she stays as far as with the Avengers. Not, it's not just a one-off in this one. No, I think she has a huge part. Cause did you read the Infinity War comic, the original one? No. Nebula's the reason why he gets stopped. Because she gets the glove. I'll so do. I think Nebula has Ooh. a huge role with that. We just have to wait and see. Because Nebula ha- is like the only one with the direct connection that they know, because that's his, like his last that's kid. His daughter. Yeah. That's his last daughter. So and that was they know that was Nebula's sister that died. Nebula, uh, Gamora. 
I wonder what kind of what kind of flashbacks are we gonna see because we know I know for a fact that Sora Zaldana has said that she was she she yeah. she's gonna be back in Endgame. But flashbacks. It's, flashbacks. I, it's gonna be but her and Nebula flashbacks? training. Her and Nebula with Thanos, their relationship. Huh. And then, I don't know if you noticed in this trailer we didn't see Thanos anywhere. Yeah. Oh, this one just came out, but I think in Mexico the Empire cover on the magazine was Thanos on his farm. It was like one of those drawings, yeah, but in the that. back there was like smoke, like something crashed on there, like a oh, like a plane crash. I did not notice that. I only so, saw like the farm thing. I'm just like and him like walking the field. You can see his suit as a scarecrow in the distance. Yeah, that's all I saw. So, look at it again. my imagination is Nebula and Tony, once they, like, get their shit together, like, we see them working on the ship, they don't go back to Earth. They go to, they, they go, they go to Titan? Yeah, because I feel like Nebula knows where he's at. Yeah, of course. So, I think... Because Nebula's going to think the only place he's going to go is Titan. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's somewhere on Titan that she knows where he, where he goes. Well, they're on Titan now because it's destroyed. They're going to go oh, to where Thanos right. is at, his farm. Okay. So, I think they end up crashing there because their plane's already fucked up. So, once they get there, they're going to have to crash land. So Iron Man and Nebula end up there, but I think how he gets back to Earth is that Thanos still has the glove, sends his ass back. Oh, and then the, that's when Iron Man goes back. Space stone. Yeah, so right. it takes all that time for Thanos, for Iron Man and Nebula to show up on that planet so that whole time thingy is able to happen on Earth because time is different in space than it is on Earth. Yeah. So all that's going on, and by the time Thanos or Nebula and Tony go back, I feel like that's when they finally... See, that's it. And this is all just theorizing. This is all theorizing. You thought. Yeah. See, and same thing with me. I have different theories, and, and that's you know, all from one many, image. Many, that's all. Many, many people have you know done their own theories. So we definitely we can definitely go in depth with this. Oh, we're gonna we go will, in depth. We we can break down even more the trailer what we saw, mm-hmm. what we noticed, and uh, we will definitely you know give our in depth you know what the state of the MCU will be moving forward after Endgame, and then yeah. we can definitely do our predictions and we'll yes. go from there. So. That is it for the DC Universe that we thought that needed to be said. So hopefully you got a better understanding of what's going on in the DC Universe right now and what direction they're going to take it. Hopefully for the better or worse. If not, we'll probably put it under the broscope again. So thanks for listening. Thanks for your time. Um, Next week, we're going to be posting every Saturday. That's our goal. But next week, we're going to put the MCU under the Broscope so, and see where they're going to take it. Thank you for joining us on our first episode of Broscope. This is it. Not the first, our first. Definitely will not be the last. Stick around. We're definitely not going anywhere. So hopefully you come back with us next time. All right. Thanks, Peace. guys. Peace.